yeah! Happy Comic Book Day and welcome back all you four color funny book aficionados. This is US Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of US Comics. Charlie, happy comic book day. And happy comic book day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like and or follow button and shoot to that comment section like it's covered in Beskar armor. John! John! Did you pew, pew, pew. Know there was cause to celebrate? Star Wars celebration came to a close out of London, England. And goddamn, did they have fucking story after story of shit I want to see. Star Wars is alive and well. Let's start with the fucking pigtailed. I guess they're not pigtails because it's part of just her skull. Let's talk about the first big news for me. The Ahsoka trailer dropped. They had an amazing panel. Rosario Dawson looking like a million and ten bucks in all the promo art. That trailer was unbelievable. John, did you check out that yeah. trailer? Charlie, um, I was literally watching for news to dribble out across the pond uh, with bated breath. Mostly because it's about 92 fucking degrees over here. Fall just said, nah, we're good. We're just going to fast forward. Uh, everybody streams anyway. Just fast forward to summer, you animals. Um, I was with bated breath waiting for each fucking instance to drop. And um, hell yeah, man. Ahsoka hit on very many levels. She's not the only orange thing. There were even orange lightsabers up in this piece. Uh, very super excited. Orange is not my necessarily favorite color from that trailer, but I'm going to let you go ahead and take it away. Oh, the graceful bard is here uh, over from Twitch. What is up, lady? How are you? Thanks for joining. Just look at that. Just squirrel screaming. That squirrel represents <laughs> me screaming for when those twin lightsabers bust out, cut a perfect circle under Ahsoka, and she dropped down. Wolf this McGuff. TV era of Star Wars is just bordering on undeniable, John. The fact of the matter is very fucking simple. Even if there's occasional episodes that people like my brother will call absolute duds, starring people as iconic they are. As, Jack Black, you know. as Jack Black, this show answers back with, do you fucking know what's up? Speaking about Mandalorian, knowing that Ahsoka in live action is going to carry forward for her own show... And then we have yeah. the just most Ahsoka's, insidious Ahsoka getting a spin-off is going to be on the level of the Jeffersons spinning off of fucking Archie Bunker. Um, it's like she has such a massive story to tell. Now, one might argue that Mandalorian was really a spin-off off of Ahsoka's uh, adventures and misadventures from the animated Filoni Tales. Um but yeah, man, like, so, so Charlie, I'm going to throw it right back to you. What about yeah. her specific, because I know mine, what about her specific trailer really got your juices flowing? I, I wasn't expecting uh, the type of trailer we got. What got me excited was this is basically live action. It was Rebels deep, man. Season four. This is picking up 
you know, clearly months or maybe a year since the end of Rebels, which I was time means nothing in space, bro. Invested in. I'm just knowing that we're gonna get these characters, getting more Mandalorian types with magical and majestic hair. Uh, I just fucking bro, I am so excited that after all these years, we're getting this type of story in this type of era, and it seems yeah. to just be setting up the most dramatic. Well, it, it absolutely is. Uh, regular, uh, regular, outstanding contributor to both our art and our podcast comment section. Ellis dropping in. Uh, Ellis thinks that Ashok is a character that should have died in the Clone Wars. Dot dot dot. And he loves that character. But her surviving is a, distor- a disservice to the story. You know what it is, Ellis. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I will say this. Uh, with Star Wars kind of being the property that it is, and the fact that they had no problem at all taking the content that has been since labeled Legends and saying, oh, that's really, uh, thanks for maintaining we'll take the some heat of that. and the fandom for all these years of nothingness, like the nothingness of space was only really echoed by the lack of Star Wars content that we had for decades. Thank you for doing that. Now we're going to take all this legend shit that you have crumbed to love and we're going to throw it under the fucking rug. Uh, yeah, again, I don't disagree with you, Ellis, but they're they're very good at doing that. I will tell you this, however, an absolute survivor. You want to talk about fucking Order 66 survivors? You know what surviving really means? Coming over, shaking off the detritus and the debris of the fucking Order of the Legacy murders was my man... The blue skin, the red eyes, the man with the plan. We have only really been teased with his presence. Granted, this last episode of Mandalorian, they just came out and called their shot. Uh, and Ahsoka, she, she nibbled the corners too. But Grand Admiral Thrawn, all you needed to see was a little bit of the high fade as he's walking with a sharp white jacket like he's a cruise director on the love boat. Ooh, the slick back hair like he's an extra in Goodfellas. You just know those red eyes were glowing bright. Dude, I cannot wait. I am going to pop like the biggest fanboy that you have ever had the misfortune on sitting next to in the theater when my boy Grand Admiral Thrawn makes his uh, fucking melodious entrance. Uh, Dude, I'm so excited he survived the purge. So, John, I, I, I have to tell you. This Dude, might me. be occasion where we have to get you into full cosplay. <laughs> because if we show I'm up willing, to like a premiere event, we'll just spray paint you Smurf. Blue. I will go full body. I will go. Dude, I live in New Jersey. There are spray tan places on every corner. I'm like, yo, uh, let me get the Papa Smurf setting. Hit me all over. Hit me all over. Give me the bottom of my souls. Uh, so, yeah, obviously Ahsoka, uh, rightfully so. The series, regardless of, the, of what you think about the character, the series is going to be hot, hot. Filoni is driving a united tale. He's he's merging multiple storylines and properties, uh, not properties, but shows uh, into telling the one big story, which I think we're obviously going to get. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ellis, I will absolutely cosplay George Lucas, if only just for you. Uh, but you know, though, Charlie, you know, you and I both know that um 
there has been a certain individual of a very high level of talent working on a property near and dear to my heart. I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'm just going to name drop the director because it is none other than James Mangold. And yeah, he's he's got his work cut out for him with the uh, with the fedora and the whip cracking, um, but also as well as the fact that he has also a new Star Wars movie. It is set not a decade or two or three decades, which seems to be the furthest that we can get away from the Skywalkers at this point. No, 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 no. He is telling a story that occurs thousands of years before any Skywalker was a twinkle uh, in the imaginary father's eye. Um, Dawn of the Jedi era we're talking about. Day one. Uh, Christian over over at the Secret Stash podcast just earlier, he referred to it as like a biblical epic. Uh, and Christian, I, I could not agree with you more, my brother. This is like the dawn of the era of Force users officially. And who better than somebody like James Mangold to bring a project like that? Dude, that really kind of like tickled me because it was Let that would be like a Jedi like go. The, uh, can just you, come in. I can just, just hear boom, boom, boom. I, it's like the opening of 2001, where like the monkeys, like. <laughs> They're using the force to, to light fires and uh, float stones around and stuff. I'm super excited, Charlie. That whole era. You're talking about pre Knights of the Old Republic. Like you John, talking you're talking day about one. John, you're talking about baggage free Star Wars. No additional reading's gonna do you any good. No research. <laughs> you get to sit your ass down. You grab your giant popcorn, you drag your oversized drink up to your mouth. And you sip in that juicy, delicious like beverage, and then you then you drink it in, man. You just fully, fully. You gotta make sure the pinky is up. John, you know what's great about Star Wars? As I further delved into this world that I thought I liked, John, the pretentiousness of Star Wars robes. We're gonna get to see robes like a hundred years ago. They were dressed like fucking 20 layers. I cannot wait for this fashion to come our way. The um, I, I do got to say, it took me till relatively late in life to appreciate the comfort, the airiness, the mobility of a good robe. Uh, our, our dad, he really kind of scarred me with some loose flopping around robes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to beg off of robes for a little bit. But yeah, uh... Uh, it have to have to take a very early Jedi sect to get me Miller back. So, what else? Star Wars. What else that just, came up? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What about else you, that came but, down the pike got you juiced up, Charlie? You know, I I hate to be so goddamn boring, but there is nah, part you, you of me it. that just that just Star Wars is for me. Uh, right now, it's like such a golden era, uh, era rather. But we've been lacking one thing, and that's following. The heels following those bad guys. John the Acolyte just is ready to pop heels, off. Man. And what's what's amazing is they did one of my favorite things that I hate to admit is one of my favorite things. John, you know my movie rule. I avoid trailers like the plague. Did they show yeah, us no, the preview baby. of Acolyte that those London Star Wars fans got to see? No. All they did was give me like descriptions, and that's where I'm like a dog with the smell of a delicious meal at the other side of the room. 
Bro, yeah, you, Acolyte... you, you already know that that is going to be the the level of action, and Ugh. like you were talking about, like the the required reading of it all. So, Acolyte, for anybody who doesn't know, takes place I think a hundred years before kind of uh, the the prequel, uh, the prequel trilogy. Okay, so at, finally we're getting a little bit of jumping around on the calendar pages for once like okay on tuesday uh we blew up the death star on wednesday we blew up the second death star like they've condensed time so much but now we're taking the we're just rolling the clock back and back and sometimes forward man i'm i'm all about it john high republic era for some reason high republic era and it's like a noir mystery into the bowels of star wars this week on fucking Mandalorian, we got to see the bottom of their most prestigious city, and there's like rat carcasses, and it's always raining for some reason. John, I, I, it's like, I uh, cannot... like Tokyo and London had a baby. I cannot fucking wait, dude. Bring me these different eras. Bring me. I hate to say it because in a couple moments I'm gonna totally flip it on its head, but just getting away from the Star Wars of it all. Like not the, the the not the Star Wars of it all, rather the Skywalker of it all. Like that baggage being lifted for these stories, I'm just so fucking excited about. Because even Mandalorian was like, "Here's Luke." Like they couldn't help themselves. The new trilogy ends well, with I someone mean, just stealing a name. Um, I'm you, so excited you, uh, about to seeing these different eras. I I don't mind the way that you do. I don't mind nodding to. The reason why we're here, and like anyone who wants to say differently, they're just wrong, respectfully. Um, the, the reason why we're here is because of the Skywalker saga, and it did change the game completely. However, it doesn't always need to be the, the center, the fucking center ring, so to speak. You can let the circus kind of go on around you, and even the weight guesser can be a little bit of fun if you spend some time... And a couple of shekels over there. But, yeah, I, you know, you mentioned it before. I think that the big, <clears throat> I think that the big, uh, um, like, the guilty party for kind of clinging onto all that content, because that's all, frankly, we had for a while, of course, is Filoni. But um, he's finally, he's finally going to get his shot uh, to play with the elements from... Uh, the Legends era that obviously he came up with, like myself. He's finally going to be able to tie all his stuff. He has put like like a gen- he's like General Patton. He's out there. He has put uh, uh, you know properties all over the map, and much to our um, we we've made assumptions. We're like this has got to be having some direction, doesn't it? And it does. He has been pushing these players towards the center of the fucking uh, of the game board and it is going to be game on very shortly so he will finally get his new republic period flick now i do like that like all right dave you did right by us man you're a good guy you can pull off a cowboy hat like most people can't maybe joker stream over from twitch he could definitely cosplay a a cowboy hat like a damn champ but only joker stream and feloni can pull off that cowboy hat. So we're going to let you do it. I am glad, however, that it's one and done. Because honestly, if you're going to uh, have a summation of something, it shouldn't be as long as the shit that you're uh, summarizing. Like, okay, say what you got to say and move on down the line. What else uh, caught your, gave your undercarriage a little bit of a how's your father? 
the thing that I love about Star Wars Celebration was it gave me a lot to look forward to. But what I really loved is they told me shit that was like just around the bend. John, are you ready for Star Wars Visions Volume 2? That trailer promises me a Jedi story in the style of Wallace and Gromit? I, I did not know it was my birthday. Last I checked, my birthday came and went. I didn't know I was getting Claymation Jedi and what's going to prove to be another just... just you, They took a bowl and they poured in Jedi and Sith shit. And then they just they're like, here's some samurai. Here's some claymation. Here's a kid story. They, here's definitely someone getting their head chopped off. Dude, so, I can only be so happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they, my cup runneth over. So so with um with Visions, obviously for anyone who did not have the pleasure of drinking in the first season of Visions, they just said, Okay, everybody in essence at this point, even people that don't know Star Wars on one level or another, they know Star Wars, right? Different varying levels, granted. Um, but Visions lets people, as more than anybody else, play with uh, the toys in the toy box unfettered. They do not have to have any connections to anything else. Like, this is, in essence, a, a Star Wars version of uh, a fucking, whatchamacallit, um, what, what's the one I'm thinking of? Come on, Charlie. Uh, uh, Star Wars the musical, where the real money's not made. Not Star Wars, not Star Wars. What if? So this is their version of Marvel's What If. Um, so you can just tell whatever story you want, and the great thing is you can do it in whatever art style your particular team is adept in. I'm super excited about it because as an anthology series, it's very okay socially to say this episode I liked. This episode can be flushed down the toilet, never to be seen again by these eyes. Are we um, going to get a really ranking out of John? Certainly not, but Charlie, it's not the only season two of Star Wars content that's coming our way. Also, Tales of the Jedi will be returning for a second season. Uh, yet another anthology series, however, they are connected to canon. Right, we just came off of season one where I got uh, I got a good look at a young Qui Gon. I got a good look at a young, uh, beautifully fucking styled hair, uh, Dooku. Um, like those are the type of fucking stories that are like they really get me going because if anything, it just it just kind of like tweaks your curiosity. The best thing that you can do as a storyteller, Charlie, or performer, I'm sure you know this. Leave them wanting more. We, like storytellers, they're not obligated to satiate every viewer. Just because you plunk down uh, a, a buck doesn't mean you get to need. You're you're obligated to have all of your whims fulfilled. They don't need to give you the ending that you're secretly hoping for. I figured it out, Johnny. No, you didn't. Shut up. Take the end, the ending that you get and like it because it's better than not having it. I love that about this series, bro absolutely can't wait you know what what's great about these series is when they kind of approach them <laughs> they clearly are going into it with like full full intent meaning they oh yeah they man no they know the story they're trying to tell and in some cases they're willing to pull the plug even if people would probably spend more money maybe not us we were having a pre-show conversation um, about this series, but it has been confirmed that season three will be its last. And I, of course, I'm talking about Bad Batch. 
Uh, they're still trying to find that formula that makes bad batch or really... bad storytelling. Well, sometimes just bad claymation. Um, but for me, I think Bad Batch is uh, works a little bit better for me than you. Uh, with that being said, I love oh, the horrible. fact that uh, in this new kind of, uh, I'll call it the Filoni era, uh, regarding the Disney Plus kind of musings, um, even if you don't necessarily love all the stories, like, uh, like Ellis clearly has some umbrage with people out lucasing lucas when it comes to some of these tales um i think Ellis it's was like that shit bad- i could have done that i love that bad batch is uh is wrapping up there it's a promise of a concluded story that whether yeah. or not it resonates with you whether or not the demographic you, is you whether or not you like the script you know the truth is it's a fun story i'm always going to support the finish line coming up i think when you have a um when you've got an established, like, look, we've got to do what we need to do by this point, it it gets you more involved than ongoing, endless storytelling. You know why I know that's true, Charlie? How many Tell times me. have you been watching an episode of, uh, of storytelling for a series that you're into? You care about the characters, you're caught up in the, in the, in the, in the narrative, uh, and not so much for the streaming exclusive shows because they're allowed to have episodes as long or short as they fucking feel like. But I'm talking about like old school network type TV where like you're knowing they have 60 minutes to tie this shit up tidily in a little bow with a fucking little nice wrapping on it. And, you know, unless they're going to MacGyver their way out of the situation, you can't possibly imagine how they are going to finish this up. you got a commercial break coming up. They have to figure this out. They have literal minutes, and I'm sitting here tight butthole because I care about the characters. That's what the finish line for series do for me also. So the Bad Bats, they need to figure their shit out. Little Australian version of Mannequin Skywalker they got to contend with. I'm all about it. Uh, let Bad Batch Season 3 be... Let it be the end don't spin anything off of that. I don't fucking care. Uh, I, I could not possibly care less. However, I'll tell you what I do care about. Tell Ooh, me now. Skeleton Crew, boy. Skeleton Crew. You want to cobble together a couple of uh, wacky fucking characters and tell me what they're up to? Skeleton Crew is going to do it. That's the Jude Law-led uh, property. Um, he's a Jedi leader, band of young misfits roaming throughout the galaxy. Shit, that sounds like Guardians of the Galaxy, except that um, it's, a, it's a different property altogether. Somebody referred to it as like the Star Wars version of the Goonies. And I said, that's, you got me. You have yeah. got me. If there is a Star Wars version of Chunk somewhere flying through the fucking stars, I'm going to be in attendance for it. So, But yeah, I was particularly... I want to be Space Chunk. Um, there, there are, I know we're up against the clock, Charlie, but there are two particular that I know both hit us, but please take yeah. your next turn to bat. I'll take one of them, I presume. Uh, another show that's going to come to an end because we've already seen the third chapter of it and or season two promises to be the next and last season of Andor, and allegedly what's been promised is the very last scene from Andor Season 2 is the very first scene from Rogue One because that is a trilogy that's made of two uh, seasons of television and a movie. Two seasons and a movie. Huzzah! 
Um, when you talk about just, things I just never expected, just handled the best possible way, man. Now I don't know a, if you necessarily agree with this, Charlie, because I know that Mandalorian has a very—it's not just a, a special place in your heart, but like a very specific function for you, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Not me, because I'm of the better generation, but for you, I understand you take what you get. But for me, Charlie Andor is the best show that Star Wars has produced. It, it just is. And and Joker, uh, with all due respect, um, I would even put it above the original Christmas special. That's how much I think this is outstanding. Andor just does it on a sophisticated, meaningful level. The storytelling, the acting, the every... Please, please take note of this, Mandalorian. Every episode feels like it belonged to the episode that preceded it and that it's leading into. They, It seems homogenous. It's a singular story that they're telling. And this is the Titanic of Star Wars. Tell well, there's a few Titanics in there. But in that we know where this is going. We, are, we care about what's going to happen in the moment to somebody who I know what a few months down the road it's going to look like for them. And spoiler alert... It ain't good. I'm still caught up. The The way that they're telling this story is so fantastic. Uh, I am super duper uh, pooper trooper uh, anticipating and looking forward to Andor Season 2. But you know what though, Charlie? Nobody, not even geniuses like yours truly, can get away with um, a non-surprise announcement. I, I'm not like you, Charlie. I actively search out like a like a like a truffle smelling pig i'm out there i am looking for trailers hidden shit easter eggs that people missed just so i can talk about it and ruin their day um but even i missed this huge bit of news and frankly i'm not trying to be that guy but i'll be that guy i have no idea why daisy ridley is coming back we are getting Rey Skywalker, allegedly. Um, she's coming back, not Charlie for another movie, for another trilogy. We're getting the Rayology. I, I have no idea why. I, I really don't. If you've got Kevin Kennedy's number on speed dial, I need you to shoot it over to me. Because I'd, really like I'd really like to have a conversation. I can't comprehend why. As much as a critical and financial failure as that entire trilogy a uh, han solo murdering bullshit that those movies were the fact that mandalorian and i'll give credit where credit's due mandalorian din din and baby yoda had to drag the carcass off of the fire that we fucking put them on like it was the middle of endor and sh fucking shards of death star 2 were still coming down the, uh, burning in the atmosphere why would you bring this back? I don't understand. I think Daisy really is a lovely, very talented actress. She shouldn't want to do this. There are other things to do in the world. Move on. I, I, I don't get. I have no idea why they're doing more of that. John, story. when Mickey when Mickey calls, you fucking answer. And he did I'm not gonna. give poor Daisy Ridley a choice. Um, you know, part of me gets it. Where where like it or or hate it or be indifferent to it um star wars there'll always be more um we're we're in the era now, of sure. more and i do think 
that the the shows have kind of proven for a better formula than how the new trilogy was where plans were scrapped the one thing i will say uh no one can beat george lucas at is lying about a plan and then like figuring <laughs> out how to like Earmuffs, Ellis. Earmuffs, baby. I I just read this week that he even lied about Indiana Jones to Spielberg. He's like, I got three stories. And when Spielberg was like, let's do Indiana Jones 2, he was like, about that. I'm a fucking liar. Ask the podcast boys. Um, So even though I I, want to say, like, who gives a shit? I don't don't give a shit. I want to have my arms flapping like I'm an asshole. But if there's even a chance that we're going to see Grogu saving a film franchise... By that shit being like low key, like it's Daisy and her Jedi buddy fucking Grogu, who's also a Mandalorian. You see his dad; his dad's in the movie. Fucking who's also kind of a robot. Hey man, I'm just saying. Maybe you got yeah, maybe you got Beskar limbs helping you fucking uh, get to it. Uh, for all of you beautiful people in our comment section over on Twitch, over on YouTube, and over on Facebook, have no fear. Between our second and third segment tonight, we are going to get to any questions or any comments or any topics that you brought up that we haven't got to. Just one of the many benefits of tuning in live. And if you don't think seeing my brother kind of exacerbated and fully interactive with the people on segment after segment if you're not excited about anything to come out of star wars celebration well then you my friends uh, are very similar to the man behind the magic that was the original trilogy because just like george toy boy lucas you motherfuckers are liars how do i know george is a liar answer simple Because Han, Han shot first, shot baby. First. Han shot first. Put him up, Blink. Johnny boy. Stop hey, you got your thing backwards. I like showing off our logo. It's there. It's there. Woo! All right. So here we go. And and obviously, again, Indiana Jones was. There was another Indy Jones trailer. But Charlie don't do trailers. So <laughs> I, I'll, I will leave that alone. Um, again, we are in the era of the legacy sequels, right? We have reboots, we have pull them out of the bottom drawer, shake out the dust, get the wrinkles, get the wrinkle releaser going. Um, and Charlie, I had such an occasion myself. Uh, I came across a bit of news. I got very, very excited in the genital area. And um, turns out, Charlie, here I thought that my concert tour following uh, roadie days were behind me. But just like my boy who loves cocaine, I got super duper excited because my boys from Death Clock, Death Clock, Death Clock, they are coming back. The Metalocalypse revival has begun. We are getting Nathan and uh, Nathan Explosion and company are coming back, baby. Not just with a new flick, not just with a new tour, but a new album. Brendan Small doing his thing like only home movies can. The fact, Charlie, the day that I found out that it was that Brendan. 
Brendan Smalls. Did I just say Brendan Noble? Brendan, I hope that you are watching or listening to this because you just got credit for some amazing shit that you didn't do. Brendan Small is who I meant. Um, the fact that I that that Brendan Small from Home Movies, which is a dynamite cartoon on its own, uh, is the driving force behind Metalocalypse. Uh, oh God! And Charlie, t- the, what what can make a fine dinner better than a just a just a succulent dessert little espresso where they put the lemon uh, peel around the rim? Charlie, do you know? I know you do because I told you. Do you know? acting who is co-headlining the death clock metalocalypse tour let's pretend i don't (laughs) baby metal baby baby metal the absolute uh, a fucking dynamo from japan just fucking hardcore thrash metal like you read about Every single one of Baby Metal's tunes sounds like the opening to the most brutal anime that you have ever seen in your life. Damn straight, Ellis. We love Baby Metal. The three lovely ladies and their ghost musicians. I don't know if they're ghosts, they're ghouls, they're zombies. They're they're guys with long hairs and dresses. Uh, Charlie, I am so excited. Uh, Please share with us your Metalocalypse Love, I know you love them because you got good. Taste. Honestly, you you know you know what's a shame is this announcement about the movie, the album, the tour. It took me away from my favorite gift, which of course, much like the boys that make up Death Clock, is disappointment. <laughs> I fucking love Death Clock. There is so few people on this fucking planet that dare to dream as silly as you and me dream. And Brandon Small went into an executive's office one day and said, I got the next Adult Swim hit for you. It's about a band, a death metal band. And they were like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to write so much fucking music that'll just destroy and this it's one it, fat it, Puerto Rican kid from Long Island's ears. It is outstanding. The the music it's fucking is fucking awesome. It's next level type stuff. Uh, and truth be told, uh, you might not know it by looking at my very smart polo and cap. Uh, you know, death metal was not my number one choice selection on a random Tuesday. This changed it for me. The 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 cartoon Metalocalypse. Uh, the the misadventures is the only way to describe them of Death Clock spelled with a K. Um, were were so funny to me. The animation style was outstanding. It is as violent as any episode of Gru. Uh, it is it is bloodier than like the fucking donation center down the street that says they're just taking the plasma, but how can you really prove it? Like there's no measuring system. Uh, it is just outstanding storytelling. Um, just, like to the point where you just want to see um, what's next. The worst part about those cartoons, Damn Straight Joker, Charlie is a clearly a death metal guy. Look at that beard. Um, honestly, the, the worst thing that you could say about those episodes is what they that they ended. Yes. Like it ends, you're like, oh, come on. Granted, it was like 2.30 in the morning on a Tuesday and you have to be to work. The next morning, but that was like, honestly, that was the most fucking metal shit about it. Like, you should be sleeping. Instead, you are watching us literally murder people with music on a regular basis. 
The cartoon is outstanding. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited to get more. And, we're, and we and we have to go because I've yet to see Death Clock live. Oh, we're going, bro. are live. The band plays the full the concert, band, yes. but behind them, they have a fully animated concert featuring Death Clock proper. Then you throw in the ladies from Baby Metal. John, I'll be bleeding out of the eyes in no time. And I'm telling you right now, if they do not play Mermaid Murder, uh, we riot. Because we live there, we die there. Uh, and honestly, the fact that no one that's been in a kind of weirdly racist way, uh, the people who have been shooting over it, the, new, the new... Uh, uh, Little Mermaid movie, the people that hate it, no one's taken that trailer and slipped in Mermaid Murder? Come on! <laughs> YouTube, do I gotta do everything Charlie, for you? Don't, they, they do not need your help with that, bro. They will find ways uh, to screw up their next job interview by itself. But let me ask you this, Charlie, because obviously this is one of those very Charlie-type subjects. It's almost yes. unavoidable. Uh, and as I sit back and I'm listening to my Death Jazz uh, albums, like Joker said. Holy says, shit, Death um, Jazz, let's go. Look, so so this this cartoon, um, and honestly, probably is the only way that it could possibly been broadcast anyway. Again, Adult Swim, Adult Swim, which is Cartoon Network, when all the kitties have gone to sleep, all of a sudden, like fucking the Wolfman, if the when the moon is out, turns into like a monster, like you've never had a nightmare about before. Um, that's where you get the likes of Metalocalypse. That's where you get the likes of many of these cartoon and animate. Calling them cartoons is not really fair. These animated type stories that you fall asleep to. Do you know how many? Uh, death clock fucking uh, inspired and soundtrack nightmares uh, and some pretty pleasant dreams that I have had over the fucking years because I fell asleep watching this kind of craziness. But but Metalocalypse wasn't the only one. But I, I do want to ask you this because I while I think I know favorite favorite member of Death Clock. And we're eliminating the clown. We got to go murder face. We got to go murder face. Is, uh, is it is the, it just the, is it the gap? Is it the mustache? Is it the, the, the mushroom voice, hairdo? It's it's just any time you can just throw a lot of saliva in the back of your mouth and zoom metal. Just just the best, bro. Just the Not best. Not the shorts. I assumed it was the shorts because Charlie's like, "Yeah, man, me the, the shorts help." Me, Kevin Smith. <laughs> like we're we're all about the shorts, my dude. Um, Me, Kev, Murderface, and I guess Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, but he wears the really short shorts. And I guess yeah, John well, Cena. I'll throw something out there for Ellis. John oh, Cena wow. can Even join, throwing John can Cena join just, my, ooh, my just shorts putting it out group. there. I didn't see that. I one can coming. see him. That's um, false advertising. You know what's funny? Uh, for me, I gotta say. Um, Pickles has the opposite issue that I have because, uh, I have to wear hats most of the time just to keep this disaster down while he has just that delicious comb over action as he's pounding away on the fucking cans. Uh, yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's Pickles. Um, but that, that all being said, Charlie, there were so many outstanding, outstanding animated 
a fair that honestly without adult swim we would never have gotten um what's g- give me give me something from uh from fucking adult swim that you just couldn't take your eyes away from john i think there is a, a societal problem with <laughs> mocking certain groups that sure. I, I truly like brothers, i truly love you. I truly find it offensive when people kind of punch down. However, if you take a group of people that are kind of widely mocked already and you animate them as animals, I'm suddenly liberated to fully enjoy a group of people that are mockable. And that's where squid billies came in and saved my... They're hillbilly uh, squids, sir! Squid billies. Squid billies is... Just thinking about squid billies cracks me up man i love it so yeah, much i mean it's Ugh. fucking just insanity the fact that those stories went as extreme as they did with monster trucks and he- squid on human love making just ink dripping out of every orify john squid billies is one of those shows that there there's certain adult swim shows that everybody talks about and it's because they're undeniably funny they're undeniably no. interesting they're undeniably I'm about weird to. and wacky on the mountaintop of weird shit from adult swim there might be a couple above it ellis throwing out moral oral which is one of the fucking greatest darkest moral shits oral, i've ever seen just... in my entire life Oh god, just a fucking but David Squid Billies, you, you gotta give full full credit to. I'd watch a Squid Billies uh film as well. So let's get one of those. hundred percent. I would jump in the a... giant monster truck and uh speed there right away with my fucking Some snap people bag don't hat. know John hates sleeping. John sleeps two and a half hours. Sleeping a week. is for losers. So he just keeps sad, his nights sad. just red eyeballed adult yeah. swim. What's another hit? I don't sleep. tell my body when to go to sleep. My body tells me when to go to sleep. Um, Not so, how it's supposed so to work, pal. One, one of the absolute flag bearers for uh, Adult Swim for a very long time. Um, you ever watch Family Guy and think, man, they don't really give Chris very much to do? Uh, you're right. And that's because all of his energy uh, is going to Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, uh, you want to talk about anthologies, Charlie, and I know you do. Uh, Robot Chicken is maybe the, the fucking, the king of anthologies. Um, it is just, uh, first and first mostly, when we use the analogy playing, uh, like dumping out the toy box and playing with other people's toys, that's what this show actually is. A stop motion, literal toy uh, story and largely their toys that i uh, actively played with and charlie stole from me um growing up just out and and hilarious content a matter of fact one of my uh one of my larger plot points when i'm talking about how boba fett sucks as a character came straight from robot chicken they mocked boba fett as mercilessly as anybody uh, on this show but like the um the boba fett mocking when they had the the fucking the four villains of my childhood stuck in traffic uh, in Mumra, Skeletor, Cobra Commander, and Lex Luthor, it was literally I, I couldn't possibly have gone to sleep at that point. And again, it was likely two, maybe three in the morning. Fucking hilarious! I love 
robot chicken. Uh, th- give me another one. Give me another one. Uh, we're against the we clock. Got, I, I, I want to go deep cuts just because these are ones that I think are begging. That's what Charlie does. A, that's what Charlie revival. wants to put this audience straight on Google. Like, what the fuck is he talking? All right, yeah, now I remember that. Give me one. Give me a deep cut, baby. Frisky motherfucking fucking dingo. frisky dingo baby set in a city simply called the town uh killface is a thanos-esque supervillain uh and you're just dealing with him dealing with the douche you think if you've ever had the thought watching an iron man movie a cartoon reading an iron man comic that he's kind of a dickhead tune in the frisky <laughs> dingo because they're kind of analog <laughs> To Iron Man that fights uh, Killface is such Frisky a Frisky Dingo is kind of like the, the precursor to Archer. Same, Fuck like yes. like a, a ton of the same uh, voice talent. Uh, certainly the same animation style, which is just mwah, just fucking delicious. And it's also very much a take on uh, not just kind of not just the superhero uh, genre, but even like societal level. Uh, celebrity status. It was just out fucking standing. <laughs> Joker's giving us a throwback to uh, to fucking Robot Chicken when Optimus Prime had prostate cancer and he turns gray on the table like... <laughs> it's just... just fucking... Oh, just throwing back to that traumatizing Transformers cartoon that had the greatest soundtrack ever but the worst fucking uh, plot point. I don't want... Rodimus Prime ever, ever. How dare you murder Optimus Prime, Joker? That was a, a dynamite fucking pull. But Charlie, I am also going to stay on the same tip. Um, you know we love our superheroes up in this neck of the woods. The fucking Venture Brothers, man. The Venture Brothers did Go everything right. Like the Venture Brothers were able to. Say like, hey, like, like they fucking squeezed the member berries into a delicious juice and then poured it down your gullet, um, because they took Johnny Quest and they said, oh, do you remember Johnny Quest? That was pretty funny, right? Now we're gonna go ahead and throw a million other memories, uh, from your childhood at you. We're gonna fucking turn, um, uh, Monarch, <laughs> fucking Monarch Butterfly. He's gonna become like every fucking super villain that you ever love to hate uh his entire organization was a was a crack up marvel and dc everybody was represented i absolutely love venture brothers give me another one this is fun john mc chris came into my life by way of a meatball <laughs> some french fries and a shake that you gotta call massa <laughs> hell yeah baby force they just dropped an HBO Max movie, uh, a, yeah. I think, of two months ago. It was almost the topic on the show, but there was a lot going on that week. John, I fucking love, unironically, I love Meatwad. <laughs> I just, there's something so great about that Meatball's What's innocence. not to I, love about him? I know you're a vegetarian, so you must appreciate the fact that no one's eating him fully <laughs> yet. Uh, Master Shake is one of the Good biggest luck. pieces of shit in fiction history and we love him for it um and frankly frylock frylock being so without question a black what a cad group of french fries like the fact that it's that obvious based on performance you need some sort of award to be black french fries um but with all of that being said 
MC Chris, all of his songs, all of the characters he played, still Dude. get nudged out by the neighbor Carl. Carl, Carl is just... Years before little Carl was eating pudding on Walking Dead, <laughs> there was a Carl doing Super Bowl predictions that always... Number one Giants fan! Just fucking A. I w the, the, they did a live action set of Aqua Teen commercials once, and yeah. they found... <laughs> yes. Like, there was just a Carl yeah. roaming this world? Yeah. Holy Probably there's like There's like shit. five of them per every square foot in New Jersey. I'm, I'm sure that that Fair. wasn't very hard. Um, fucking the... Uh, um, uh, one of these... One of the features that... Look, we, we, we live in a society. Uh, sometimes there are jokes that go over even my head. Shockingly, I, I get it. Um, but Ellis was right, man. The fucking boondocks, they did not care. The boondocks had something to say. My man Stewie had, had a, a lot a lot of opinions. And I almost always agreed with him. Uh, the ones that I didn't agree with, I said, you know what? If he's got it, I'm probably wrong. Let me do a little, a little bit of work here. Uh, and it turns out to be right. Grandpa... <laughs> was dynamite but this was one of those shows like this is how you do political parody this is how you do commentary this is how you do it right because they were they were able to kind of like interlace having uh, um you know uh, social opinions and and frankly truths uh if you're asking me which you are they did it right man they did it when you you can get away with so much more in an animated uh a fucking setting that you could ever uh, in, in fleshy live action, Boondocks was absolutely dynamite. Give me another one and we'll wrap it up. I, I got to tell you, we cannot have an Adult Swim conversation without bringing out my second favorite lawyer. Of course, Daredevil has the number one seed as far as lawyers go, but we got to talk Harvey Birdman. Bird and his assistant Birdman. Hell uh, yes, damn. the Hanna-Barbera of it all, baby. Kind of a spinoff of Space Ghost. Absolutely Hanna-Barbera's finest reconfigured into uh, episodic uh, the, the Wendy, Wendy Brown type uh, lawyer shenanigans in that kind of world of Hanna-Barbera. John, the fucking fact that I'm not particularly overly familiar with Hanna-Barbera in all of its intricacies. The fact you that Harvey out, Birdman was able to feed me just enough that I always yeah. knew what was going on yeah. and having those he, deep guttural 2am laughs. He had the he had the good taste to make you feel bad about not knowing what some of the references and you're right, it absolutely was a spin-off of Space Ghost because Space Ghost came first but Space Ghost left it in that uh, late night talk talk show venue versus uh, Harvey Harvey Birdman, who who in essence gave our boy uh, like a full fledged career. You can't always be doing the flying around Birdman thing all day every day. You still gotta pay them bills, uh, dude. But the fucking Hanna Barbera cartoon uh, characters that were dusted off and trotted onto the screen just gave me all the joy joy feelings but i don't think anyone can deny that the number one gift that adult swim gave us uh and I i'm leaving off a ton of absolutely amazing anime pretty uh, face is going to hell list. 
Moral aura, I know oh. Ellis mentioned, but an absolute. No, no, I'm banger. talking. I'm talking purely anime. Uh, um, uh, Attack Super on Jail. Titan. It was the yeah. first oh. time that we that we really got uh, that a lot of people had access to to like really good quality can't be missed type anime. That that list is very very long, but I think the granddaddy of them all, like the, and again a current. Issues notwithstanding, because there's been accusations, there's been uh, immediate pullbacks, there's been firings, there's been attempted apologies, there's a ton of stuff going on, but truly it all still plays out like a single episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Fucking Rick and Morty, this could... I'm not shocked if everything that's going on right now in real life, in their world, ends up as an episode, if fighting a sneeze, if not an entire season... Of action, um, just looking like Marty McFly and Doc Brown, but not really. Uh, fucking Grandpa Sanchez and his boy, uh, uh, fucking um, uh, fucking uh, Marty, um, just doing their thing, hopping around reality, going through time and space, and oh my God, Rick and Morty is an absolute unmitigated. It is a fucking institution right now. I I I, I challenge you. Walk down the street in any area that has, I'm going to say a kid between 10 and 25 years old. You're still to this day going to see maybe two dozen Rick and Morty t-shirts. It's just going to happen. When Rick and Morty first hit Charlie, was it an immediate grab of your attention? Or were you like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Much like pro wrestling before it, so many people were so enthralled and so in love with Rick and Morty that I immediately was like, Fuck that show. I don't want to play with your stupid bullshit. You're too excited and far too... Charlie -COVID, I is was the contrarian of all contrarians. It's unbelievable. But when, uh, when, when... I think it was when McDonald's sold out of... Had riots over Szechuan uh, sauce is when I gave it a proper look and I fell in love right away. I mean, Evil Morty. <laughs> if I was going to go uh. get a tattoo tomorrow, it might be Evil Morty because... Uh, because uh, I, I think the sinister version of a nice character Actually, is just the best. We were we were playing Fortnite with Bobby uh, and his lovely new bride, uh, and I was I had the little like, if Bobby doesn't cosplay fucking Morty at some point, um, we've done something very wrong with that child. So we probably have to uh, we probably have to get that done. And Joker, uh, I hate to admit it out loud, but it's gonna happen. Uh, we do indeed play no build mode, uh, and it's mostly your fault because Joker stream over on fucking Twitch, he builds like like he's like he got the fucking uh, like he got the license agreement to rebuild Atlantic City single-handedly using only seashells and twigs that he finds on the beach. The man builds on Fortnite like it is his job. Uh, and he very, he very well might be uh, in most cases, uh, as long as the uh, the Air Force doesn't come down too hard on him. Yeah, it's blasphemy, but uh, that's how I live, man. I got a black heart. What can I do? No build. Uh, in any case, dude, just to kind of final thought it, um, Adult Swim gave us a, a much, much gold and continues to do so. Uh, go ahead and find Cartoon Network, and then once the sun is down, all of a sudden it's Adult Swim. But Metalocalypse. Uh, the absolute showplace for Death Clock, Death Clock. It's coming to a town near you. We are getting a flick. 
We are getting a fucking tour, and we are getting a much-needed-in-my-life new album. They are co-headlined by Baby Metal, who just rocks. They just rock. They do it They do it the right way. Um, and look, you know, I, I, I got to put out the good news for properties that I like because they have bills to pay, but damn it, so do we. So, Charlie, please tell the good people how we go about paying that electric bill. I don't mind if I do because we are unlike other pods who set out for some random no-name brand that's willing to throw a couple shekels our way. No, no! Today we are brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands, and that, of course, is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're going to hear them again at the end of the show. If you're wondering where else you can catch their act, you can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. You can stay up to date at BadMary.com for merch and upcoming performances, including their tour of Japan. But my absolute favorite part is that their entire discography is available across all music streaming services. Damn straight. And the question only remains where we drop in with Sergeant Finesse. You can find him currently still gaming as a partner over on Facebook, but he's spending more and more time on kick.com. Multiple streams every day, outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today when the Sarge is on deck. Ooh, you salute. And uh, we don't want to forget he is here with us here in chat. Joker stream over on Twitch. Uh, rather an unofficial uh, sponsor because, man, he shares the good news. Uh, like the good book says regarding John and Charlie Rivera for U.S. Comics. So, Joker Stream, you always get the love, brother. Thank you for stopping Absolutely. in, Joker. You're the best, man. Feel better soon. Um, and uh, we'll definitely going to catch you on the purple site very, very soon. Um, appreciate you. Let's man. go to our comment section. Make sure we didn't miss anything. We had our other buddy yeah. from Twitch, Graceful Bard, coming by. If you if you want to see amazing uh, video game action, you turn to the Sarge and Joker stream. If you want to listen to some tunage, you go over to Graceful Bard, also on Twitch. Let's see. Ellis had a lot of points he made. Uh, Captain America, the first Jedi. Uh, I do not think that that's a bad way to look at those Star Wars series uh let's see what else we got what else did we miss uh we had joker stream in the books was invader a clone and luke became bad i knew about the the luke heel turn uh was vader a clone at some point have clones always been fucking up luke, these books and stories luke luke was a, a clone they made a they or rather they made a clone it wasn't a spider-man situation they made a clone luke uh, who was just evil, evil as like the fucking mix salad was, uh, not good. But again, this is what I was talking about before, Charlie. They took so much great content from the legends uh, aspect, from like the legend series. Like these were these were full on books. These were novels. One of my absolute favorite Luke Skywalker stories. There was a ghost ship floating around in space, completely abandoned. Um, they talked about. It was the first time that I really ever saw. Uh, or, or read rather uh, interesting stories about the the clone, the stormtroopers, and I'm not talking about clone troopers. I'm talking about real uh, kind of like you got uh, you got inducted into the stormtroopers. You got handed over your plastic underwear, and um, they sent you where the Empire needed you. Now, granted, this was pre-era where they decided all this should happen within a few decades' time, which to me still makes no sense. Um, but it was a dynamite story, Luke. 
uh, Luke went up. He he finds this ghost ship, an, uh, an Imperial ghost ship, floating around in space with no crew at all on it. And he's I won't ruin it for you. Um, he's got to figure out what the hell happened. However, there is a presence. There was a um, I guess a disembodied uh, fucking Force ghost on board of a female Jedi who, during the course of the novel, he in essence like falls in love with her. Like, like, they fall in love with one another. I have to find the title, and I'll drop it uh, here for the good folks uh, when we go to the audio version of this episode. Uh, it was outstanding. Like, this was before the whole marriage of it all. This was oh, wow. before a lot of the stuff that we've come to uh, accept as, no, no, this is what happens, right? Uh, it was outstanding. Like, they fell in love with each other. It was almost like The Shining, but a happy ending. Well, not a happy ending for her, but Luke you know, was able to fly off and... Get some blue milk down his gullet. Those legend stories, bro, they were just discarded completely. And the comic yeah. books, uh, both of the Dark Horse and Marvel versions, they pulled a lot of that content. And a lot of the times when we're saying now, oh, that's a great comic, this is a great story, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm talking about. You can't co-opt somebody else's work. Like, even just their idea, that was work. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, well, I didn't take their words. I didn't take this. I didn't take what it looked like. Yeah, man, but you took their brain. That might be the worst theft of it all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the legend stuff, like Han and Leia had twins. That one well, was good not, and one not, was let's bad. Let's not make too when much Chewbacca, of a When Chewbacca's, Chewbacca dies in the legends of in the books, Charlie, I wept. I wept like I you it. when you watch most commercials nowadays. I was like, ah! Well, oh I my really god, it was that, just I really, really want so that good. sister and that brother to, you know, start making out over that coffee. That's the best commercial every year. John, Dave Filoni, has he gone off the rails without the steady guiding hand of honest George Lucas? Uh, I'll just lead with this one. I think Dave Filoni has a very, very specific set of toys he loves to play with. And I think he's going to fucking shoehorn that shit into live action. Uh, and I think he has enough uh, great that will always outweigh the shit that Dave does that maybe I don't think is the best idea in the world. Uh, I think every creator is going to occasionally play a couple notes that don't line up perfectly with me. Uh, I'm right now, I think we are, we're a, a set of prequels away from me losing faith in Dave Filoni because I did... I was with George Lucas till the end before I had to look at his body of work and go, well, most of this sucks, bud. Um, what about you? Do you think Dave Filoni has lost his mind or just occasionally goes a little nutty? I, I, I you, you know my opinion, like to, to hold two things that are not of the same, of the same ilk and saying like, well, without one, the other becomes it. Look, Filoni helped Lucas, uh, whereas Lucas inspired Filoni. So, those are two different functions. Um, from what I understood, once excuse me, once George took that four billion dollar check, he said, "Bye, I'm gonna go and make a goofy fucking story about you know uh, fairies in the woods." Literally, I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to be objectionable, Fern Gully or some nonsense or another. So, so George, you know, even now when he kind of like chimes in here or there. Uh, the current creators of this content have the good grace to say, Hey, George, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or can you tell me about this fucking particular droid or another? Uh, so they do keep him involved. But in that same level where the meme is like, 
the little old lady's like, you know, I invented Star Wars. And her caretaker is like, oh, sure you did, Grandma. Let's get you in bed real quick. Like, that's that's how I think of George Lucas nowadays. And also that awful, terrible beard that uh, is, is just a lie. Just stop lying. Let's yeah, quit lying. John, some speed round questions from our wonderful chat. Uh, we got Cousin Paul. I would definitely watch Star Wars the musical. Who wouldn't? Same. Joker Stream is waiting on another uh, Christmas Ewok special. But... He has a special twist. The e the Empire is getting their revenge on the Ewoks. He recommends we call it Ewok Extermination. Uh, I'm good for six. We could do six Not episodes of Ewok Extermination. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, lots of talk about the Metalhead. Lots of. I talk will say about... this while you search for something juicy, uh, Ellis. You were asking if uh, Adult Swim was still uh, available or on. Um, I don't know if it's on any network. I'm sure that it, I'm very much sure that it is, but I cut the cord many, many years ago at this point, but the uh, Adult Swim does have an app and obviously a website where you can go and watch episode after episode. You no longer have to fall asleep to it unless you specifically want to. Uh, you can binge like tons of their shows, both current and classic. So that's how I handle my business, smart TV action. But yeah, man, go over to adultswim.com. You can, you can get what you got coming to you. Last two, and I, I'm really appreciative, appreciative of all the comments and all the add-ins, guys. Gotta love it. Uh, but we have here, uh, we got a question uh, from our boy Ellis. Uh, how do we get a Bad Mary animated series started? It's real simple. Uh, I have the two-cent pitch. Uh, very simply, it's Sergeant Finesse, who we know is capable in all things warfare. He gets kidnapped like Santa Claus, and Bad Mary comes through like Kiss to save the day. So it's Bad Mary saves Sarge Finesse. Uh, it's a two-part film series. Uh, the sequel is see Sarge getting his revenge a la Rambo in part three. Um, I think that's good. And then find his, finishing us out, Ellis said, Dude. Luke fell in love with his sister. It's not a particularly high bar. That's I just want to speak to that, facts. Ellis, because um, if Charlie looked like Carrie, dressed up as Slave Leia, we would be living in Tennessee and we would be raising multiple, multiple dysfunctional children, inbred bastard children, uh, and we would just be happy. We don't just agree on most topics on this show. We agree on what to watch. We agree on what's good for dinner. Like we we, we could go. We could go a long way. Sorry, Mike. You're not invited to the wedding. Just wonderfully terrible, John. Buddy. Yeah. Nostalgia mayhem is just. It's just a a train that won't stop. Sometimes I worry that my patronage, that my money, is leading to this weird dystopian future where nothing new it is. will ever be created. But then Disney adds a fucking Tron ride, and not even better than that, it's a light cycle ride. And even better than that, John, here comes my friends over on the, the PC gaming world, but more importantly... On the Nintendo Switch landscape, dropping Tron Identity, a brand new game set in the user-driven system of the Tron universe. 
before we get into the specifics about Tron Identity, which is like a, a digital novel of a game, John, Tron is an IP I feel like has been so underutilized that it drives me absolutely fucking nuts that we are not seven Tron films and two series deep. John, what do you think about Tron in general? Does it pop your tits? Did you not like the sequel? Talk Tron to me, baby. So, so when the original Tron came out, I didn't really care that much. Um, really? It was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those properties that, you know, like that kind of the futuristic, um, you know, almost like dystopian type of stories were were so all the rage at that point that it was a it was really white noise at least for me like my viewing. On my viewing patterns that way however tron never went away right it, it kind of remained in everybody's subconscious the entire time so decades and decades later when they decided to do uh, a, a you know a, a fucking sequel a legacy type sequel uh again i think it has to do with having skin in the game so if you're not a huge fan if something's like palatable enough where you're like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll, I'll I'll lay out another couple of few shekels to see what else is happening. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was I thought it was fucking good. Uh, the 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 CGI wasn't good. Uh, that threatened to take me out of it a little bit when they when they attempted to do, uh, you know, uh, what what only very very recently people have started to do effectively I'm, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed obviously because i know we're getting more of it with the indiana jones dial of destiny um but i didn't love it when they used it in star wars i said there was no reason why like show off uh showing me a dead fucking leia uh it doesn't look good tarkin didn't look good i thought and you didn't need to do it um they had to do it in the Tron Legacy movie for the story they wanted to tell. So uh, maybe they could have done better with the technology if they had waited another decade. At this point, people have been waiting 20 fucking years. What's another 10 going to matter? Uh, but all in all, I enjoyed the flick. I, I, I did. I had no problem with it at all. I feel like Flynn's Arcade can never go out of business because that identity disc flashing on our backs is is always kind of waiting for more. What I think is really fucking cool about Tron in general is I feel like the best Tron thing hasn't come out yet. I really enjoy the original Tron. Right, but like yeah. you said, it, it like it, it, it aged a little bit like milk in places. I think Tron where? Legacy... Where, where did you think, like, um, where did you think... So, so obviously Tron, the original Tron, was before your time. Do you remember seeing the seeing Tron? Uh, obviously, this would be on DVD at some point. Somebody popped it on, or maybe it was just on television. Did you really? So, so why? Like, what? What? I I I know for a fact I didn't think enough of Tron to be like, hey Charlie, sit down, uh, <laughs> take your Adderall and watch this. Uh, how did you come across Tron in the wild? What happened with Tron was I feel like the best way to get introduced to Tron is, like, from a super fan. Like, okay. I had a buddy who, like, for multiple Halloweens would be in, like, this fucking light-up suit, but it was, like, blue painter's tape and, like, Was sweats. it that, like, 
was it that guy who was one of the first people on YouTube to ever go viral? Because, like, he made his goofy with the mustache. Yeah, no, he guy, had his, like, chubby guy, guy Tron very, suit. That guy had a very cool suit. This was a suit that was more, like, from the love of the game. We're talking literal Frisbee with reflective tape. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, so the YouTube guy with the mustache, that was a really cool suit? Yes. In my world. Yikes. In Yikes! World, All right, so so this guy had a this guy this guy had a worse version of that. Okay, so you saw that guy and thought, I want to see what this guy is all about. Even more ridiculous, the secret origin is we go trick or treating. I'm trick or treating age, so it's two years ago, uh, <laughs> and I see this outfit and I go, "The fuck are you? Like what? What on God's green earth is this?" And he goes, fucking Tron, bro. I'm, I'm fucking Cthulhu or whatever fucking crazy character he had made up in his own mind. Mm-hmm. And I go like, what the fuck is, like, what's Tron? So the next day after school, we sit down at his parents' house, fire oh, up the no. VCR, and he not only showed me Tron, let me recreate the experience for all you love, lovely people. The, the movie's that way, yeah? <laughs> Watch this part. Oh, Watch man. this part. Watch this part. It was the most pressure-filled viewing Brutal. of anything ever. And I took away from that movie. The light cycles were cool. The, the, the fucking, like, croquet match that they have was cool. And very little else mattered to me. It wasn't until all of, like, the fan fiction came out about Tron. Back when that was, like, the big hit of the fucking AOL uh, internet days, just because as computers became more wow. sophisticated, there were a lot of people, people taking it back just, to dial-up. Exactly, they just loved Tron so much that it slowly like infected me with the Tron virus. So by the time Legacy came you out, you got Tron, Tron I was, bullied. I got Tron exactly. Um, I was frothing at the at the mouth for Tron Legacy, and it came and it went. And I thought it was fine. I thought they went with a very kind of Nolan vibe, which didn't fit, uh, in my opinion. But what has always kept me going has been this external Tron shit. So Tron Identity, which is a PC game and a Nintendo Switch game, it's a very, very short game that's more novel. It's more of a playthrough novel than it is a game. Very, like, crudely drawn out, not fully animated. It's about three hours to play a full round, but what's amazing... Is this a detective story? It's a noir story set in the grid. And this is a new uh, a, a new grid that kind of takes the most important beats from the two Tron films to kind of set up what's basically a murder mystery. There's many games where you fix people's identity discs, which help them huh. remember what happened. You make decisions and accusations that lead to friends becoming enemies, enemies becoming friends. And by the end of it, you get these awesome decision trees uh this is all from the review the game doesn't come out for a couple weeks still what's amazing though is it it vastly changes the world around you and it's not obvious choices it's not good choice bad choice these are right. who do you think did it what do you think about this what do you think about that and in that wonderful weird way of a kind of visual novel where you make a couple decisions i think that's where tron is its best and what i love about the Tron ride getting so much love. Massive delays at Disneyland. Lots of park sellouts. People are dying to hop on this roller coaster Tron light cycle. 
What I love about it is it just helps push forward the property because like I said before, I think the best story to come out of Tron is one we've yet to see. Let me let me ask you this though because as a not big Disney guy, do you think it's more about the property like oh Tron ride, we got to get on that or as I think it's just like you're in Disney, what's new? Like whatever the sure, new I'm thing sh- is, even the hold on a second, even the the rides that are repurposed where they just kind of like put a new skin on it for lack of a better term. Um, they're like, oh, the Anna and Elsa ride. Like, mm, that's the fucking Viking, the Norse uh, bullshit fucking log flume. It's terrible. You're just floating looking at things versus standing in 112 degree weather looking at things. Um, so I would say it's less about Tron than it is you're in a park spending $500 that day. At least give me something new. Now, where Disney magic can really come in is say we're going to take something that basically Ellis and most people don't give that much of a shit about because the the Tron movie the the the, the new movie newer movie Legacies was it had all right numbers it didn't do gangbusters with like we need to put another one out next summer they were like yeah, it okay wasn't undeniable enough of that um Disney to me Charlie is just casting about and they're looking for that new shit Right, so so we talked about um, we talked about Indy uh, taking his last bite at the apple, rightfully so, because my man Harrison Ford is like 212 years old. Um, what else does Disney have? Certainly from the fucking the Lucas Lucas Group, only Star Wars and Willow is left, and Willow stunk on ice. That was a hot fart in church, and they said, you know what, we're done with this guy. So now Disney has to look for existing IP. They can only remake. Their animated movies of live action, so many times like that Tell trick has rock. been played out. Well, I, I don't think anybody can tell anybody to the rock nowadays. Um, that fucking that, that that roid rage would just burst my face open at the seams. A legend um, roid rage. So, don't get a suit. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think the Disney aspect of it all. I don't, and I can't say for sure, obviously, because there are there are people with opinions out there um but i think it's really more about the newness than specifically tron as ip fair i do think if nothing else with this roller coaster is done there's a new comic there's this new game uh it gets people talking and what i think is great because you you very certainly might be right but what's important is it gets people in tron tron t-shirts tron hats tron photo ops suddenly the word tron matters and in a world where the like Megatron? Of the movie, the, exactly. The conceit of the movie is so difficult because they're like, inside your computer is a city. Like, it's so fucking Yeah, that was goofy. called The Matrix. Touche, uh, touche. Uh, I, I stand by it. I'm super excited. My favorite part is this Tron identity game is just something I can't wait to play. An easy, quick playthrough. I wish you could rent, you know, if there's only two, three hours. But uh, obviously playing through again. You might get some different results. Get another still, reason why Blockbuster's untimely demise is screwing us over. Exactly right. Blockbuster, John, where you could rent the movie. I know I'm excited about Tron. I know Ellis has very strong opinions about Tron should eat some shit and then shit out that shit and then eat the shit made of the shit that it just shit out. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be glowing neon. 
Exactly right. You give me uh, LEDs and, and black cool costumes. I'm in Skin 90% tight. of the time. It's oh, on, bro. Just... It's on. All day, every day. But, John, that does bring Word. us to the end of today's glorious episode. Uh, you know, uh, the, the fact of the matter is Star Wars Celebration gave us so much to look forward to. I know next time I'm in Florida, I'm at least going to look at that roller coaster. I may not ride it because, like, I got other shit to do. I got to get drunk in all the different worlds. Uh, and absolutely, without a question, you will be getting our live report from the Death Clock Baby Metal Tour. But most importantly... We want to hear your thoughts about what you're looking forward to from the land of Star Wars. If you're digging Tron, if you're not digging Tron, what your favorite Adult Swim series, episode, or moment was. Let us know on all of our social medias, at US Comics HQ. But John, there's only one way that we end each and every episode of US Comics Cast. Can you Work. tell the beautiful... Uh, rather, can you show the beautiful people the way we do it? Because the first thing we do is we turn the power on. Then we're going to turn the volume up. Then we're going to tune Bad Mary in. Open up the window out and scream out into the night sky. See you, most space girl. We are.